is a news flash from National 9 News. Welcome to this special National 9 News update and the news out of Paris on the condition of Princess Diana is not good. She is now officially reported as dead. Lindsay Lohan is out of jail after being released in the wee hours this morning. We, the jury in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. The explosive reaction to that disturbing Michael Jackson documentary. For Kevin Spacey, admit that sexual misconduct accusation. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Gold singer Marvin Gaye was shot to death yesterday in Los Angeles. And it seems to me you lived your our strongest openings i think i know yeah vocally vocally yes vocal performance <laughs> it was incredible a1 um okay so becky who are we talking about this week today we are talking about the well don't know if he's iconic because no one we've said his name to has known who he was <laughs> this is very true but the australian musician singer songwriter and actor michael hutchins hmm hmm so, Michael Hutchins, so we're going to give you a brief little overview of his life and tell you why we think he was an appropriate choice. We actually don't know yet if he was an appropriate choice <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> no, I think the story is really, yeah. really insane. It's not so much just him. It's the people surrounding him as well that make it interesting. Yes. Um, so also, I, think... Dylan, I can't hear my mic. <laughs> oh, well, it's it's definitely on. I think those Perfect. headphones are just weird. Okay, fine. Um, but, okay, so I think that the, um, the first place to start off is his upbringing. Now, I think if we compare him to, like, previous episodes, like, like Judy Garland and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, his upbringing is quite normal, but also, it's quite nice, but also kind of strange. Okay. So he was born in Sydney, I believe. Yeah. And he moved at a really young age to Hong Kong for a while. Yeah, which is strange. I watched a really kind of biased documentary um, in his favor there when I was like doing research for this. Yeah. And it was all like his family members and uh, like sister and all, all that sort of stuff. And his mother was saying how... Um, when they moved to Hong Kong, it was really good for him because he got to meet all the kinds of people and it added to his gentle soul. The entire oh, documentary. Okay. It's one of those, that was the yeah. vibe of that documentary. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those, I like, get that. Behind the music. Um, oh, was it behind the music? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I know. So, as you can imagine, it was quite, um, quite biased. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, interestingly, here I'm reading his mother. Was Irish. Ho-ho. Yeah. Uh, actually, her... So his grandfather was from Cork. That is hilarious. Yeah. It's nice. I wonder nice how we're going to relate this to Michael Jackson, because I know it's going to happen somehow. Well, they have the same first name, first of all. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, we already have it. Um, so, anyways, they moved back from Hong Kong to Sydney um, when he was a little bit older. And this is... He was kind of starting to settle in. Then he kind of befriended one of the members of In Excess mm-hmm. at that time. He was still quite young. And right when he was kind of starting to settle in properly, his parents decided to split up. So he went to go live in Hollywood with his mother and his little brother stayed in Sydney with his dad. Okay. 
M and which I think is a strange kind of ag- agreement. Yeah. Well, I'm now I'm intrigued. So, did he start the band? Did he go back to Australia to start the band? Yeah. So basically, wet, so they'd they'd split up, and he was living in Hollywood, and his um, father and brother were over in Sydney still, and like during this time, I think he. I kind of struggled to fit in. He didn't really know what the story was. He'd already moved uh, quite Several drastic times. places he'd moved to. It's not like he yeah. moved from like Carlo to Wicklow. He was going from like Hong Kong to Sydney to Hollywood. Yeah, like, yeah. Big <laughs> that names. sounds like a song. A Hillary Duff song. Yeah. <laughs> it does. London, Paris, maybe to Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. <laughs> um, but so then when he moved back over, he was, I think, 16 or something. And okay. that is when. He went to, I would love to remember which member of In Excess it was, but he... Um, Andrew Farris? Yes, yes, thank you. So he <laughs> went to, Andrew Farris was having this kind of like, uh, I don't know, like jam, jam sesh with, with his friends. Yeah. And uh, when... Michael, That's literally how it's worded on Wikipedia. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he uh, gave Michael uh Mike, uh, uh. and... Uh, yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history, everyone. So, I mean, not a normal childhood, but also not one normal. of the nicer ones we've seen. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you were, it depends on the sort of person you are, whether yeah. that will affect you badly or not. I was just not. about to say, do you think that that sort of thing would affect? Because I, I think I, it would I, affect me. <laughs> yeah, like, I, li- I live with a girl currently who lived in China, and then she moved to Hong Kong, and then she lived in New York. Oh, and yeah. And now she lives over here. Mm-hmm. And she's really normal. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying that you wouldn't be normal, but you might be internally struggling. <laughs> Maybe she is. We'll, we'll get her all next we'll week. Get we'll get her all at the break. Week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that is that. Then we, and actually, I I saw interviews with him um, kind of when the band started off. So, like, mm. when he graduated high school, the band then took off. So, it was, yeah. like, literally, he went straight from... School to success. To success. Yeah. And um, when, which is also something that, like, I think that, like, he he seemed to have very, like, kind of constant life, like, the whole time. There was no real, like, breaks with stuff because he was always moving. As soon as he finished uh, high school, he went straight on to the band. And then as soon as the, he kind of started fizzling out things with the band, he did a solo career. And, but we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I like that you said he had constant life. (laughs) He did have a constant life. Constant life. Constant life. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that I find incredibly interesting is he did have a relationship with the one, the only, Kylie Minogue. And <laughs> <laughs> and I, first of all, I find that really interesting because of who Kylie is and who he is. Very You know different. what I mean? Very different things going on. Wasn't Kylie Minogue on Home and Away? Uh, neighbors, neighbors with Jason Donovan. Jason Donovan, yes, yeah, but um, yeah, quite kind of like a good girl, yeah, a kind of idol for the Australians, and he seemed like that that bad boy, bad boy, bad boy. Well, like that's kind of like the the image that he had was very much like he was like real like rogue, uh, like rock star, you know, sex symbol kind of like bad boy motorcycle type. When I was watching versus like Kylie who doesn't have that doesn't image. Doesn't have that image at all. When I was watching the um the different interviews with him, 
he actually seemed really charming. Yeah. Like he seemed yeah. very likable. Yeah. Um and a lot of the stuff I've seen of like him and Kylie Minogue, it's very much like when they started going out, she became like exposed to like the darker side of life kind of thing. Yes. Um and he's like quoted saying that one of his favorite pastimes is to I think it's how did he word this? Not um oh what's that word? Not exploit, but um basically expose Kylie to terrible things. Oh no, really? <laughs> yeah. He said that that is like one of his favorite pastimes is to blank Jesus. Kylie, and I can't think of the word. <laughs> that is oh, I great also, radio content. No, I also got like the word, and now I really want to know. Yeah, um, but that is hilarious. That's so gas because it's Kylie Minogue as well. Funny because it's Kylie Minogue, and everyone like this is so forgotten about. So gas that he knew Danny. Yeah, he would have known Danny. Yeah. Danny on the road. Oh my god, we'll get a phoner <laughs> from Danny. Phone in from Danny. That would yeah. be incredible. Um. But, yeah, like, and I would love to know when exactly the kind of drug aspect of his life began. I'd say he was relatively, like, standard and probably, like, just, like, started in, like, kind of, like, secondary school. When just, okay. like, naturally, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. it wasn't, like, a big thing. And then it just became a thing. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know when you're, like, in the situation all the time when there's, like, drugs around? It Not that I... you would know, but yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I actually don't take drugs. Yeah. Fun fact. But um, the, uh, yeah, no, no, I know. But I, I also wonder, like, is there, like, a, I feel like back then more than now, in, like, a kind of, that kind of rock and roll scene just isn't really a thing yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That drugs were very prominent. Yeah. It's probably part of the image. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. So this is the iconic, which I believe Professor Green sampled. He did, and kind of ruined it for us all. Kind of ruined it for us all. This is Need You Tonight. Enjoy. Come over here. So slide over here and give me a moment. in the wind. Okay, we're doing that now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, during that song, Becky reminded me of the most interesting part of this man's yeah, life. Yeah, very, very interesting. It. So when he was with Kylie, he started an affair with the model Helena Christensen, if I'm saying that correctly. Sorry, Helena. Sorry, if Helena, you, if you want to correct listening. me, please <laughs> text in. Um, but yeah, and then once he ended it with Kylie, they were like full-on public couple, him and him and Helena. Him and Helena. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Melina. Melina. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to try to do the last name because that's just too no, much. No, that's too much. Um, but basically, yeah, they, I think, relatively normal relationship. But they were out and about one night. Um, hitting the town. Hitting the town hard. And <laughs> it was, Michael was, like, in the way of, like, a taxi driver or something like that. Um, apparently, he was just, like, standing in the way, like, the taxi driver couldn't get around him or, like, one of those kind of things. Or maybe the taxi driver was just getting a bit aggro for no reason. Yeah. But basically, they started a little bit of an argument, and the taxi driver got out, hit Michael, and I'm not sure if he fell to the ground and, like, hit his head or if it was just such a bad blow that he just, like, you know, got such 
it was like you know really bad effect or whatever but he ended up with really bad brain damage um but he didn't seek medical help whatsoever for like i feel like months like he went he was like getting sick and like clearly had a yeah, like, Clearly. so your one Helena was just, like, taking care of him, basically. Like, they were, like, in their apartment. And he'd be, like, vomiting every day, like, not eating, not doing right. anything. And, yeah, so basically through this, he lost his sense of smell and taste. And, like, really think about that. I know. They're, like, my two favorite senses. Well, smell, I'm not sure. Taste. Smell is a hilarious Also, Becky, sense. I keep looking over there and thinking, what are the woodpeckers over there? I don't know if you can see that over at the trophy. Okay, yeah, I see that. It's really been the Yeah, yeah, I actually get that. Anyways. Um Sorry, the, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that sax <laughs> there. Um but yeah, he ended up getting these really weird like bursts where his like entire personality would just like change in a flash. And this happened for the rest of his life where he'd just have like these bursts of like violence or anger or, like, he'd get really emotional. And, like, apparently there's, like, friends of his that have said that he had, like, really bad, like, emotional breakdowns. Like, really depressive breakdowns where he would be, like, saying, you know, it's the taste and smell. That's why I'm depressed. Like, when oh it's, like, you know, really weird, like, <laughs> yeah, really weird things like that. And then, like, so I think, like, after that point, like, his, his life does get significantly bleaker. It's not funny. I don't know. I know, yeah. There. No, no, it is bleak. But it does get really bleak. And then, like, it, so, like, you have to kind of feel, like, bad for him because mm. it's, like, well, like, what was, like, a lot of the bad stuff he did mightn't have been, it could have been out of his control. Exactly, yeah. And, but a lot of the time as well, um, it was kind of said that it was, like, unfortunate because his behavior was kind of seen as, like, rock star behavior. I'm saying, I'm putting air quotes yeah. behind that. Um, so, like, people didn't really, like, pass any heed when he was, like, being really, like, reckless or violent or something like that. People were like, oh, it's just, like, rockstar behavior when he actually really needed help. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Which is quite sad. It's very, very sad. Yeah. Um, And I think, like, around that time, so, like, the, like, tabloids and stuff started tabloids. The tabloids, just to bring it back, to, to, bring Michael back Jackson to Michael Jackson again. Jackson. <laughs> That's when they started um, kind of getting in on him. I actually saw the, is it the News of the World? Remember they said that, a newspaper that Piers Morgan worked for. To be honest, Dylan, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Pretty sure it was, and they ended up getting shut down because of this whole phone scandal, which we actually oh, could also do. Oh my do god, throwback to that! Yeah. I totally forgot about that. But uh, I saw those different articles that they kind of put up about him, yeah. and like he, the press went in on him. I suppose he was an yeah, easy target. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of rock star, like. Getting with loads of different women. They could put up any headline at all and it would just be believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one's going to question it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so that all happened. And So I feel like we should take take us all back to 1976, I think. Oh, we're going back. We're going back. Um, Which was, that was the year that Paulie Yates... And Bob Geldof. Oh, wow. Got I, together as a couple. Fantastic, Becky. Yes. They got together as a couple. Um, and they were fairly happy couple. They got married 10 years later. So they clearly had a strong, you know, yeah. connection. They had two kids, I think, together or three. They had uh, Fifi. Peaches, Peaches. And Pixie. Pixie so three. three. 
Um, sorry, that's sax again. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Um, yeah, so they had three kids together, got married in 1986. They were a fairly high-profile couple as well in, like, with Bob Gallus' success with the Boomtown Rats and all that. Now we're going to pause this for okay. a moment. Um Becky, do you have any uh, interesting stories before we continue about the Boomtown Rats or, or anything that you'd like to share with the class? Well, do you mean that our brothers have played on stage with the Boomtown Rats multiple that's times? That's really cool. That is really cool. That's impressive. I've also uh, met Bob Geldof. Uh, I don't know if anyone <laughs> knew that. Um, the photo might be going up on the Scandal in the Wind uh, oh my Instagram. God. <laughs> that could be the photo we use for the, yeah. the episode. Uh, on the Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so nice man, very nice man. I think he looks very well for his age as well. How old is he? In his sixties, I'm sure. Fair. Oh, I actually know. He was born in 1951. 69, is he? Whoa! Hushed, Bob. Bob looking fine. Jesus, Bob. Anywho. <laughs> Sorry about that little. Sorry. I just felt like we had. We, had to be said. We didn't acknowledge that. Yeah, no, our brothers have been on stage with the Bob, Boomtown Rats, with the Bobtown Rats, the Bobtown Rats, Boomtown Rats twice, I think, in the Olympia. Hilarious. I think one was for like a Rock Against Homelessness or like one of those charity type things. Then the second time, about just... Rock Against Homelessness is in like Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock Against Homelessness, and then I think the next time was just at a Boomtown Rats concert in the olympia fantastic yeah anyways back into the story back into the story they yeah so polly Yates and bob geldof relatively high profile because she was also a tv presenter so she was on the tube the music program she hosted it with jules holland and that was where she first met michael hutchins um i believe she said when she met him i'm gonna have that boy i'm gonna have that boy quote quote um (laughs) Yeah, so she was very clearly, like, if you watch the interview, she's very clearly flirtatious. They're talking about him being, like, crowned, like, the sexiest man alive and, like, those kind of things. Like, you can tell that there's a vibe being thrown. That's very uncomfortable. There's a vibe being thrown. But, like, the fact she's, the fact she's with, you know, like, that's I know, sad. I know. It is sad. It is sad. Um. So, from then, I think in, like years after I'm not sure it was years after but soon after that interview anyways they did start an affair 1992 I believe 92 okay interesting well what I had read was that the the affair had be had begun well by 1992 okay before but definitely so but after that interview anyways because that was their first meeting was on the tube that sucks again um, and yeah, so they obviously had developed a relationship then. Um, and they had once they so she split up with Bob Yadloff then. I don't think there's any more tea to do with her and Bob. Uh, so they no. split up, and Paula and Michael had a daughter called Tiger Lily. I actually really like that name. I know the whole name is. Something like Heavenly Harani, yeah. Tiger Lily, Hutchins. But Geldof. now it's Hutchins Skeldoff, yeah, so it's longer. like Hun. <laughs> Tiger. Yeah. Um, so with this, like Paula and Michael were kind of, they were a bit of a reckless couple, I would say, a bit wild. 
I think before we get into that, yeah, maybe stick on a little Boomtown Rat song. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, and this is oh, I don't like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. You're an interesting fact. But well, on. I think it's fascinating. The song came out in 1979 and it's written about Bob Gallup was like reading the paper and seeing the story of like a school shooting that happened in like America or whatever, or I actually don't know where, but I'm just guessing. Somewhere. Um, but I just think that that's fascinating how ahead of its time that was. Um, oh, I have something really so random and, and unrelated to anything well actually well still yeah when i was watching one of them documentaries about michael there was like a i I was like finding it hard to distinguish who was australian and who Who was english English. doesn't that make no sense that's kind of interesting i must show you it after this because there was like sometimes people were talking and i was like oh well they must be an english person and then they just weren't because okay take a few sentences for it to kick in for it to hit home to me where they were from yes yeah 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 yeah. i get that there you go there you go I would share that with the group. Yeah. Um, so what were we... We were just picking up on Paulia. They had had a tiger lily. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Bob and Paula split up. Paula and Michael have tiger lily. 1995, they officially get together, is it? You tell me. Yeah, I, mean, I think <laughs> 1995. Because I think February 1995 was when um, Bob and Paula... Divorce. Called quits. Called divorce. And then they got together like two Mm. months later. So it was a relatively messy custody battle. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So. Involving all four children. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was like, I was like all four parents. I was like, who's the fourth? (laughs) So, um, yeah. So kind of what happened was uh, there was like kind of up in the air who was going to get the kids after. Um, yeah, so, sorry, I was going to burp there and I didn't do it. <laughs> it was kind of up in the air who's going to get the kids after. So, um, and like the like media and press and stuff were like following the whole thing. And uh, Paul Yates obviously wanted to get custody of the children. And like Michael was like on her side and was like, like obviously wanted to, to have the kids as well. Yeah. But like, again, the kind of press and stuff at the time were putting out all these like horrible headlines and stuff I'm pretty sure mm. one of them was um, there was opium in the uh, Smarties boxes okay yeah 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 like so obviously like weren't helping the situation and yeah. it went on for years and custody battles get really ugly and yeah um, yeah as- and I think that there was a lot of like um, from what I've seen like of Bob Geldof speaking about it and stuff like that as well is like there was a lot of articles that made it seem like he wanted to take the children away from her and like you know make it so that no they didn't see the kids eat. like he, it was like they that the two parents only wanted wanted them to be split up completely whereas all he says is that's just that's just tabloids yeah and that he just wanted to be able to see his kids 
like on the like at least like once a week or whatever the deal is with that. Yeah, he just wanted something. to be able to see them, do you know? Whereas I think Paula wanted to have full custody of them yeah. the whole time. Um, and while this is all happening, Michael was on like the kind of last leg of one of his tours that he was doing with the band. Yes. And um, that kind of plays a part in it because as soon as that ended, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'm going into this too fast already. No, no, no. But as soon as that ended, that tour ended, he w- um, went out with um, some of his friends and he was in a hotel room because it was like the, the last day of that custody trial. Yeah. And they were supposed to find out who got the kids. And... Um, all his friends left at like kind of late enough in the the like the night, but there was like a time difference where both yeah. people were, and he was kind of excited because he, the last night of the tour was done. His plan then was if he had like a few months off where he didn't have anything to do, which mm-hmm. like as I said earlier on, didn't really ever seem to happen to him. Yeah, um, and he was gonna like finish recording his solo album and get it out for February or March, mm-hmm. like get it finished for February or March, and he was excited to have the kids home for Christmas. Yeah, and then. He got a phone call from Paula saying that the trial got delayed for another few weeks or something. So she couldn't mm. bring the kids home for Christmas time. Okay. And then he had one of his like kind of fits of rage and whatever and hung up the phone and he rang two people. He rang his best friend and he rang his manager at the time uh, and neither of them answered. Mm. But um, a few minutes later, his manager got the voicemail. And basically he was saying things like he couldn't live without like like Tiger Lily and the other girls being home for Christmas and this is all he wanted and uh, like just like really kind of upsetting Mm -hmm. voicemail and stuff Um, and she rang him back and they were chatting and he was saying like you know he just wanted to get the album out and have the kids home and all this stuff anyways didn't happen and then Mm -hmm. he took his own life well also before he actually committed suicide um, it's believed that he could that from his bedroom they could hear him arguing with somebody like shouting really badly oh, sorry, arguing yes. with somebody and he was apparently on the phone to Bob Geldof at the time he rang Bob Geldof I, I totally forgot about that he did yeah yeah and so apparently. there's a lot of there's a well I've watched Bob Geldof admit that they were no. on the phone Um, and you know because there's a lot of things like Bob Geldof hung up the phone on him and like it was like a big thing but it's like they had a phone call they oh, were he was arguing. begging him to let the kids come back over. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's a lot of, yeah, it's basically, there's dodginess there. Yeah, he was like, basically like begging him to, to let the kids come to Sydney. And obviously, obviously Bobby Adolf is going to be like, no. No, like, yeah. Um, and I don't remember how he took his own life. Well, he, this is horrible, hung himself with oh. a belt. Jesus. But here's where it gets really interesting. Polly Yates doesn't believe that it was suicide and neither does Bob Geldof. Um, Polly Yates says it was autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And it was a mistake. Okay, that is... That changes a lot, that doesn't makes, it? I, somehow makes it darker. Yeah, no, it, it really does, actually, weirdly, which you really wouldn't think it would. No, um, it makes it so much worse. Um, yeah, so, yeah. That's so true. it was basically like he was getting pleasure out of, you know, kind of choking himself. Choking himself, yeah. Um, 
and it just went too far, apparently. Well, that's, you know, and that's what she believes. Yeah, and if she believed, and she would know, she would have known. She would know, yeah, she would know, yeah. So that's an interesting element to the story as well. Um, um, and so when, so anyways, before this happened and they were they were together, um, Michael and Paula, like, he kind of, they kind of started taking drugs and stuff together. Yeah. But apparently, like, two, like, so she stopped taking them for, like, two years. Yeah. So she was, like, two years clean, whatever. And this is where kind of things get kind of messy. Yeah. So wait, so he died in 97. 97. Was it? I think she died in 2000. I think she died in 2001. She died in 2000. 2000. Okay. So she probably stopped taking drugs like probably like a year after what happened to him or probably like straight away. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was she and like the the coroner's report on this is that like so she also kind of killed herself but like mm-hmm. again it was a bit of a mistake more than anything. Because if she was an addict and she had taken the amount of heroin that she had taken, she would have been fine. Yeah. But because she hadn't taken it in so long... Um, it was too much for her too system. Too much for her system. And then... She had no tolerance whatsoever, so it killed her, the dose of heroin that she took. Um, it's really sad. It was on her daughter uh, Pixie's birthday, yeah, I think. Yeah, her 10th birthday. Um, which is really sad. And apparently she was found... With her daughter Tiger Lily, who was like four, four. I think, yeah. um, with her, That's which so is really hard, sad. Though. Yeah, really, really sad. Um, but from this, uh, um, Bob, poor Bob Yadoff. I know he took in Tiger Lily as obviously he got custody of the children yeah. then, and he took in Tiger Lily as well. He got some sort of foster ing thing yeah he, so basically he was fostering Foster her fostering and then adopted in 2004 I think I don't know why I think 2007 oh p- possibly been, yeah. but he, yeah he adopted her anyways um, and she added Geldof to her name as well love um, that which is like I think a very noble thing for him to do obviously he's not gonna you know leave the child yeah. on her own anyways but like to take in the child of you know like that relationship obviously was like painful for him and Horrible for him. and like kind of like killed his someone he loved yeah a lot. exactly exactly um and even you know because their relationship was very like I would feel like if I was Bob Geldof I would be embarrassed because yeah. I mean, at the time, I mean, at the time, I don't feel embarrassed for him now, but I I mean, like, if I was in that situation, I understand how he would feel kind of embarrassed or, like, humiliated because when they were still together, they did this infamous interview and I think it was The Breakfast Show or The Breakfast Club or one of those programs in the 90s. And uh, it was basically the two of them on a bed, Paula and Michael, and they're, like, clearly, like flirting with each other have a connection they're big leg- breakfast the big breakfast they're like legs are intertwined on the bed they're like you know hugging each other and like lying on top of each other and it's just like that's not yeah. you know people that don't have anything going on you know so it's like clear it's like they weren't even trying to hide it oh my god that's so uncomfortable yeah which is uncomfortable um when oh yeah so when he fosters uh a tiger lily um, Michael's sister, I think her name's Tina. 
She okay. was trying to get custody of Tagalog, mm. but was denied by the court. And when she got her, she added Geldof to her last name. Yeah. Um, like Michael's family, his mother and his sister were like so against it. That's Which is like, yeah. so not okay. Yeah, like I feel like they should have a bit of respect that somebody is taking care of her. Yeah, someone had taken, and like, I actually, one of the like more recent articles was from like 2019 I saw. Yeah. And it was just like, Bob Geldof spotted in rare appearance with daughter Tiger Lily. Yes, yeah. So like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like it is, yeah. it's just seen as like father, daughter now. It's I not, know, yeah. And it, like, I watched a really sad interview with Bob Geldof. Um, it was that Australian 60 Minutes program. Yeah. Um, and it was in the 2000s. Oh, I saw a little snippet of this. Yeah, and it's really sad because he's like really, he's been really honest about the whole situation. Gets really upset, doesn't um, he? Yeah, he's like crying and everything, which is interesting to see somebody like that cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But basically he said that he wrote out a list of all the reasons that he should kill himself and shouldn't. And he said the list to kill himself was pages long and there was two words on the list to Aww. not kill himself and it was the children. That's so grim but also really... I know, but I just feel like he's a very... I don't know, he's noble or something. He is a noble man. A nobleman, if you will. <laughs> Don a nobleman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I just... No, I really like, I like him. Yeah, I think he gets a bad rap. I was gonna say there when I was uh, when I was doing those research and like even like reading through like YouTube comments and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's such a strong like kind of hate group against like a lot oh, of people. Oh, people hate him. I don't know why. And they always have. And a lot of people hated the Boomtown Rats as well. A lot of people thought that it was like when um, when I was reading stuff uh, about this whole thing. A lot of people were saying that he was more concerned about his money in this whole thing than okay. anything else. But it's like he wouldn't like he's he's hardly gonna take on an extra child if he's worried uh, about yeah, his money. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, and speaking of his children, yeah, this is so sad. The sad thing. What year was this? Two thousand and fourteen. I will find out now, but I think it was around. Yeah, then. around then. Um, Bob's uh, daughter Peaches um, passed away, also from heroin overdose, which I think is yeah twenty fourteen an insane coincidence. The day before she passed away, she put up an Instagram with her and her mother. Yeah, saying like it, it just said like me and my mom, me and my mom, yeah, which That's is so crazy, weird. yeah. And I, I feel like she obviously had a lot of issues with her mum's passing and everything like that because she was saying that like you know. She was like, Bob's attitude was like, keep calm and carry on kind of thing. So yeah. like, they all went to school the next day. They all just got on with their lives. And she... That's so fascinating. I feel like, what age was she when she died? She was born... I feel like she was like 12 or 13 or something. She was born in 1989. So she was 11 or 12? 11 or 12. And she said she didn't actually start grieving her mum until she was about 16. Uh. Like, she kind of forgot. Uh, not forgot, but yeah. like kind of blocked the whole situation out and didn't have time to really grieve. So she was obviously dealing with a lot of stuff and it's just like really weird coincidence that they died in the same way and stuff. And she also, she had two kids as well when that happened. And 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 yeah, and she was like really big on parenting. Like she was always 
on things like on, on TV talk, like she talked about like attachment parenting like she yeah, was like I saw that actually yeah she debates with Katie Hopkins yeah um, but yeah it's very interesting and really really sad it's really really sad I also watched Bob Gillis speak about that and he says that he like blames himself for you know Aww. I know yeah because it's like she's an adult but also like if you were a parent you know like what was the correct way for him to deal with that yeah. situation at the time and I just feel like He's had such a tragic life <laughs> that yeah. like like three people died in this story, do you know? Yeah, no, I tragically. Tragic, like horribly. Yeah. It's really, really sad. Yeah, God love him actually. Yeah, very, very sad. I think he's the real takeaway from this this whole thing. I know, I know. It actually is like because um, Yeah. And I don't like necessarily think that we overly focused on like we did focus on Michael, but then like went more into Bob Geldof. I know it's just more the story uh, that it's like he once he injected himself into the situation, it kind of like the whole thing went wrong weirdly. Yeah, yeah. Um, he probably had such a Bob Geldof probably had such a nice, lovely life until mm-hmm. like Michael was brought into the picture. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know because I also read that Bob Geldof had affairs too. So like he's not he's not perfect. He's not perfect. No. You know, but it's just interesting because it, it's weird what could have been and all that kind of stuff. Very sad. No, really sad. Um, and yeah, I think that I think that's us. Pretty I think much that's done. us. Yeah. Um, will we wrap up with the song. What song will we wrap this? Why up I thought you were wrapping up with a song. No, oh sorry, I thought you said it with the song. Oh sorry, sorry, um, sorry. I don't know if this is an appropriate song to end this on, but this is Rat Trap by uh, the Boom. Oh yeah, Lights. go for it. Um, thank you so much for listening. Next week we'll do something, gas. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.